In today's show, we're talking Golden State Warriors for the upcoming season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here to do the Golden State Warriors. Yesterday we talked with Wes Goldberg um, from a local perspective. I'm going to go through the fantasy stuff. A couple of days ago we did a mock draft which you can check out. There as well. Um, and I, I, I asked people to name my team for the mock draft, and then I forgot to shout out the bloke who did it. So John Majid, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you for naming my team Hyperhydrosis. And also, a shout out to your league, the Fantasy League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's been going for 16 years, John. That is a fantastic effort, and thank you again for uh, for winning the naming rights to my team. And uh, congratulations to having a 16-year league. There'll be an announcement on tomorrow's show about a league that I'm going to run. So make sure you're checking that one out. But now let's talk Golden State Warriors and let's uh yeah, let's see what this team is about for this upcoming um upcoming season. Let's go into the schedule. Now they have the most quality games of any team in the NBA this season. They have 61 quality games. That is just an absolutely huge amount. Sometimes got like 47. It is a staggering amount of games that the Golden State Warriors have that are you know, considered quality games. What's a quality game, you might ask? Well, I'm going to define it more on tomorrow's show. But what, what it is, is we're just talking about low-volume days where there are nine or fewer games in the NBA where you feel pretty confident about being able to use every player that's on your roster in your active lineup. They have 14 back-to-backs. That can be a problem for someone like Clay Thompson when he returns from his injury. Again, I'll stress this again. Do not draft Clay Thompson in fantasy leagues. Um, they have 11 games in the default Yahoo playoffs, a 3-4-4 schedule. It's not bad. It's pretty good. But in my default playoffs where they play just nine games, it's not great. 3-3-3 is not an ideal scenario. And normally, I'm not too worried about three-game schedules. If you've got a two-game week, that can be more of a problem. Nine is two fewer than the max over that period where there are 11. Uh, the most any team has in my playoffs is 11 games, but they've got nine. That's not as bad as eight. There's a team with eight in that time. I think it's the Bulls. But nine is obviously uh, not an ideal scenario from a uh, from a playoff schedule situation for these Golden State Warriors. Let's have a look at pressure points and what can impact uh, the projections for this season. How much Draymond plays at center? He was excellent down the stretch last year. Top 20 player over the last the second half of the season, over the final 40 games. In fact, he was a top 20 player. That coincided with Wiseman's removal from the starting lineup and then subsequent injury where Draymond played a lot at center. He was getting rebounds and blocks and steals and assists up the wazoo. He's only averaging like eight points, but really big numbers. He also shot over 85% from the free throw line over the last 30 plus games of the season, which was a huge step up as well. But him at center is much better for fantasy purposes. So how much they go with him there could have an impact on what his projections are. Otto Porter's health is also a big thing. If Porter is healthy... He still can be a really valuable NBA player, probably not what he was three or four years ago, but if he can be healthy, 
they could easily find a 28-minute-a-night role for him. So he plays at the four in the old Andre Iguodala role. And I know the current Andre Iguodala is on this team, but he's not the old Andre Iguodala. But playing at the four while Draymond plays at the five, if he's able to do that, then there maybe is some sneaky value for, uh, for Otto Porter for this season. If he's not healthy, then that improves the ability of someone like a John Kaminga or Nemanja Bielitsa or, in fact, even an Andre Iguodala to step into that rotation. But, yeah, Porter being healthy, I think, makes his team a lot better. It also helps the or, or hinders the fantasy value of other players and helps Otto Porters. And then we talked about this with Wes yesterday. Steph's usage, it was through the absolute roof last season, and he thinks it'll continue. I don't think it'll be quite at that same level, but he's right. Like, they lost Cali Ubre. Yes, they bring, in, uh, bring back Clay Thompson, but he's not there for most of the season, half of the season. Steph's going to have to have pretty high usage. So you know, what does he average 30 points per game again? Probably. Probably really close to that. Um, but if he doesn't, if they decide to ease that load on Steph a little bit, then maybe it is. Um, yeah, maybe he's he doesn't quite live up to the projections that we hope. But I, I feel pretty okay about where Steph sits from a projection standpoint is a, a top... Yeah, at worst, top four guy, probably a guy you pick at two. I don't hate taking Yanni at two. I don't take mind taking Harden or Steph at two. I think you can take any of those guys in, in a head-to-head format at number two. Not in a points league. Steph Curry is not a points league. I will talk more about Steph a little bit later on. But now, what I do have to tell you about is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is Built Bar. Whatever your favorite flavor, orange, raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, salted caramel, Built Bar's got it for you. They bring out limited edition flavors all the time as well. These are the protein bars that taste just like a candy bar, but they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories per bar, just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs right across the range of Built Bar. Now you can get them 15% off. Head to Built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will save 15% off your order of Built Bar. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I was pretty excited yesterday. I went to my door, opened my package, not yesterday, two days ago, and there was my sweat block products. These sweat block products, unbelievable. I'm, I'm super excited to try them out. They are doctor created and doctor recommended to help reduce the problem of excessive sweating. That's a, that's a social problem. Like it's, it's embarrassing. It's uncomfortable. No matter what situation you're in, you don't want to have to have these excessive sweating things where you have to worry about what color shirt you're wearing. There's the dry shirt guarantee with sweat block. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Simple as that. Get the sweat block wipes, put them on before you go to bed, wipe your underarms and then you're done. Covers up to seven days, seven days. That's amazing stuff. These have been around for over 10 years. They're the number one product on Amazon this week. Go and buy them. You can buy them at Amazon. You can buy them at CVS, but you can also get them at sweatblock.com. And if you use our promo code locked on, you will save 20%. So head to sweatblock.com and place your order for Sweatblock, the wipes, whatever other products you want from their range, but use our promo code locked on and you will save 20%. Let's take a look at some breakout candidates on this team. I'm going to throw Jordan Poole in there. He was lost in his rookie season. Um, to, and, and, until we got to the end of the year, then he was good. And then last year, after he came back from the G League bubble, I thought he was really, really impressive. There is a huge opening with Clay Thompson out, and that's going to be you know, a chance for him to be a starter there. Regardless, he's going to have a solid role. As a sixth man, as someone who can create their own shot and hit threes, there's not many of those players on this team. Poole is someone that I would happily take a flyer on in the last round of a fantasy draft. I don't know that he can necessarily get to the top 100, but maybe top 115. 
Maybe he doesn't even get to the top 170, though. But he's definitely a guy that you look at in that last round because there is going to be a role there for him. Similarly, sort of range for points and category leagues that you take him in that last round. But he's a really interesting, uh, interesting player, as is this guy. Blunty, James Wiseman. Now, perhaps controversial, but in the, the team preview show, Wes thinks that Wiseman won't start and may not even be in the main rotation. Because again, I don't hate James Wiseman. I I don't think he was good last year at all. And somehow that's a controversial statement, but he wasn't very good. But that is not to say that, oh, he was young and he was injured and he missed preseason and he didn't play college. And all of that is true. But he, it's also true that he wasn't good. That does not preclude him from becoming good. He might be a breakout guy this year. I wasn't particularly that high on him heading into the draft. I was sort of high on him, but not massively. Not like others, for sure. Um... But he could, he could easily break out. You know, Kevon Looney's ahead of him. He could easily get ahead of Kevon Looney. But he's got a long way to go. Would I be okay with taking a flyer on him in the last round of a draft? Yeah, sure. But if he comes in, plays 17 minutes a night, then I'll drop him straight away. Because I don't have that high level of faith with Wiseman. But he's got the foundation of a fantasy game. Can hit some threes, can score some rebounds, get some rebounds and can block shots. That's all well and good. If you can stay on the court long enough to actually get those numbers or do it in the flow of an offense where you actually uh, become useful to a team, which he wasn't last season. He just wasn't. Last year, he played, what, 21 minutes a night and was 238th in a per-game basis for fantasy. Like, that's pretty poor. He was much better in points leagues because his inefficiency from the line didn't hurt you that much. And I think there's a much better chance of him being a solid 14-team league guy in points leagues this year. But again, a nice late-round pick that you're looking for some upside as a breakout candidate. You know, Wiseman could potentially bring that for you. I've mentioned this on a few shows. We're talking sleepers now. Draymond Green is being horribly undervalued, I think. He was top 20 player second half of last season. Now, there are a lot of concerns with Draymond in terms of fantasy that he will not score. And you, are, you have to have got tons of points with your early picks, which is where you got to get them. So I understand that even though Draymond was a top 20 player last year, and maybe he's top 30 this year, I don't think he is, but maybe he is, that if you take him in the third round, you are basically just putting yourself into being a punt points team because it's very hard. If you don't get high points in the first three or four rounds, you can't do it. It's really hard, well, it's really hard to do it. And this should just hyper-focused on getting Colin Sexton and maybe Jalen Green later on. Right, and Green takes Draymond Green takes a big hit in that category, but he is his ADP is at seventy three on or seventy on fan tracks. It's actually uh, today I put these numbers yesterday. He's at seventy three, so he's dropped down the ADP. His rank on Yahoo is at fifty eight. ESPN's got him at forty five, which is probably a fair spot fourth fifth round. But there is a lot of value in Draymond Green again, a top twenty player over the second half of last season. Do not draft him in the top twenty, but. You know, if you get, he's going at 70 on fan tracks, that's insane. Jordan Poole mentioned him already. 160, no, actually, back, sorry, back to Draymond. In a points league, um, I wouldn't be looking at him inside the top 60. He's just not that good. I wouldn't look at him. So it is a little bit different in a points league format there. Jordan Poole's at 169 on Yahoo and 237 on ESPN. Again, I think he's a guy that you look at definitely in 14-team leagues, but 12-team last pick, go for it. And see what he can bring. That 237 on ESPN is pretty ridiculous. Fantrax has got his ADP at 132. And that might be actually a little bit high for me. I don't think I'd want to go to him inside the top 140. I'd take that flyer last round. No worries. But I wouldn't go uh, too much higher than that. And then Otto Porter Jr. 
Just thought I'd mention him. He, on fan tracks, he's 175. Yahoo, 162. Probably right. ESPN's at two, uh, 210. I think that's way too low for Porter. There is health concerns for sure, but that's really saying that uh, you only take a flyer on him in an 18 or 16 team league. And I, I just don't think that's accurate. I think there's a real chance he can be a top 200 player. Like last year, he wasn't very good. And he was the 203rd ranked player in a category league. And he played 22 minutes a night. I think we can expect him to play more than that. And I think you know, getting him inside that top uh, 200, is, is, or him being inside the top 200, is probably more realistic for where Porter can finish this season versus that uh, that ranking where it sits over on ESPN, which I, I don't think is quite there. Now, I've been pretty vocal with this. I don't think you should draft Clay Thompson. Oh, but I've got an IR spot. Cool. Even if you've got three IR spots, all right, Taking Clay Thompson anywhere that isn't the last pick in the draft, I think is foolish. I think Clay Thompson, when he comes back, will be fine. Like, eventually. He'll score okay. But Clay's game, like, he's not a high, he doesn't get rebounds, he doesn't get assists, he doesn't get steals, he doesn't get blocks, he doesn't get to the line. What his value was was really high threes, good scoring, and doing it on high field goal percentage. The league hits a lot of threes now. Not to say that Clay won't up his three-point volume, but if he doesn't do it to the same degree, then the value of his three-pointers isn't there as much. So I think even on a per-game basis, I'm not sure Clay Thompson is even going to be a top 100 guy this year. There will be plenty of minutes restrictions for him early on. He might not get 30 minutes a night until March. Maybe he proves me wrong. Fine. I'll let someone else take that risk. Because again, the thing is, if he does come back at Christmas, and Wes thinks he won't, he'll come back in January. If he does come back, say, in January then, then he comes back and you take him off IR and he's not playing back-to-backs for two months and he's playing 24 minutes a night for a month. Like, that's not even a top 150 player, probably. So you just wasted that roster spot and draft pick. And yeah, I say all this, he's ranked 77th on Yahoo, 65th on ESPN. You take him there, you are killing your draft. It's nonsense. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Do not do it. I cannot stress enough, do not do it. You love Clay? I love Clay. I think he's awesome. He's a fantastic bloke, a great player. He's always been a little bit overrated in fantasy, mainly because of the lack of steals, blocks, rebounds, assists, and free throw attempts. But, you know, that's, that is insanity to me, where even on a per-game basis, I'm not sure he hits that 77 on Yahoo or 65 on ESPN. May not hit it. And then you're factoring in totals and injuries and rests. Absolutely no way. One Toscano Anderson, maybe there's a chance that he starts, but he's 153 on Yahoo. I cannot, I cannot justify that. He put up a really strong end to last season, Toscano Anderson, for sure. He was 177th ranked player in 21 minutes. This is all true. Played a lot of center, but that was without Otto Porter. It was with James Wiseman hurt. I'm not sure that he gets that same role this year. Um, Bielitz has come in or that he can maintain that level of playmaking or that level of shooting that he put up, which I don't think he can do. Yeah, I think taking him, like that 153 says take him with a last pick and a draft. Many, many more options that I'd rather there than Toscano Anderson. Toscano Anderson's already 28 and a half. Like he's not young. Um, he's a solid rotation guy who's really, really solid, but he literally might not play every night. Kaminga, Wiseman, these guys could take his rotation spot. Porter, Bielitsa, very, very easily. So don't be too fooled there. And I've just realized that I spelt Wiggins wrong. That is embarrassing. Anyway, uh, on ESPN, Wiggins is at 68 and on Fantrax is at 57. Andrew Wiggins improved last year to be the uh, 90th best player. 
in points leagues, it is different. He was the 70th ranked player, but he is um, way too high. 57 on Fantrax and 68 on ESPN. In a points league, I don't mind looking at him at that 68 zone. I wouldn't do it for categories. For categories, he's more in that 85 to 100 type area, and he's just getting overdrafted. Now, Yahoo's got him at 97. I think that's pretty much bang on for where we can look at um, Andy Wiggins and where his fantasy value lies. But I'll tell you where the real value lies, and that is at Rock Auto. If you're looking for parts for your car, you don't want to go to a local chain auto parts store. Just a waste of time and a waste of money. Why would you spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts when you've got to go wait in a queue, have the bloke talk to you with intimidating questioning, and waste your time and money, get out of here. Go to rockauto.com, a family business online. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever you need for your new car or for your old car, for your car in general, Rock Auto will have that for you. And go to Rock Auto, check out their amazing selection for all of the parts that are available for your car. And in there, how did you hear about us box right locked on? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's that time of year. It's back. Football is back. College, pro, it's all started. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of your pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or the mobile device and sign up today by using the promo code NFL100 and you get your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. So from football to basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers that are available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Okay, let's have a look at some deep league flyer types. We've already talked about pool. All these are last pick in standard leagues. Pool and Wiseman, happy to take flyers on them. I think Otto Porter is a really solid deeper league player who... Don't be shocked if he has a hundred and top 150 season. If things all, all work, it, it's probably low odds, but it could happen that way. Um, and then the other guy to have a look at, I think, in terms of you know, deep league guys or, or flyer type options is uh, is uh, Moody Mosey. Moody, what? When you look at Moody Moosey, Moody 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 Sorry, Moses Moody. Thanks, Perk. Um, again, like Wes, I do think he's going to have be in the rotation early on. I think he'll be in there over Kaminga. Um, not saying that he's going to be a sensational option by any means, but he could be at least a deeper league guy to take take a look at. If he's in there bombing some threes, I think he maybe he can bring some steals. He's not great on peripherals. That can come, but he's an interesting guy to just think about for those deeper leagues. I wouldn't look at him as, as a last pick in a standard league sort of a player, but he is a deeper league option, an 18 to 20 league type player. Uh, is old uh, old Moses Moody. So it'd be interesting to see how they do run the, the Moody and Kaminga minutes alongside some of those established players that the Golden State Warriors do have. And let's talk established players. But we have to talk Steph Curry. So we haven't spoken about him much already. He's, is he, I could have had him in the sleepers, to be honest. ESPN's got him ranked sixth. Yahoo's got him sixth. There is no no business to me of, to see, I don't know what I'm trying to say. My words are jumbled. He has no business being outside the top four. That is the phrase that I'm trying to say. His ADP on Yahoo is four. On Fantrax, it's four, so it's coming in a little bit there. ESPN, it's at five. If you can get Steph Curry at five or lower, I think you're doing very, very well. No reason that legitimately he can be the number one player this season. No problem with saying that. He was the number one guy post-All-Star break last year. He can do it again. High usage, high scoring, high threes, good assists, unbelievable percentages. He's going to be great. 
Um, and absolutely no worries with drafting him at one. If uh, Yeah, no, you know what? If you said you drafted him at one, I don't think it's wrong. This is for category leagues. If you drafted him at two, three, four. If you say you got him at six, I'll say you got him for a steal. Now, in a points league, don't be fooled. He was seventh in points leagues last year. Do not take him in the top five for points leagues. Do not do it. I think that he's probably in the eight to 10 range for points leagues. And therefore, though, that Yahoo rank and the ESPN rank is too high. So be aware of what your format is as to where you are drafting him. Kavon Looney, going to be their starting center. Really no fantasy appeal there at all. He wasn't even a top 300 player last season. You've got Bielitsa. Um, again, probably just not enough minutes to really have any impact, even in 20-team formats. And then you've got uh, the old comeback, Comebucket, John Kaminga. Don't call him that. I won't be calling him that anymore. Um, Johnny Kaminga, I, I just don't see it. I think he's going to have horrible efficiency from the field, three-point line and the free-throw line. I'm just not sure he's going to play every night or get enough minutes. He can be an okay rebounder and get good defensive stats. He does have an interesting fantasy profile in that respect. I just don't think he's going to get enough minutes to be anywhere useful. 20-team league, sure. Take a flyer on Kaminga and see what happens. But I'm not confident in it. Damian Lee, there is a chance for Lee to have some value early on, but you know, I think we're going to see him squeezed by Moody and Porter and those sort of players. Lee is very, very solid, but very, very unspectacular, and I just think that the value is not really there. Iguodala, I don't believe, will be an every-night player, and even if he is, last season he was the 265th-ranked player in 21 minutes. I really don't see how he gets 21 minutes a night this year. And then you've got Chris Giotta, who's on a two-way, and then Michael Mulder, who Mulder can get up some threes, but again, not really a large role there. They still have an open two-way. Maybe they're signing Justinian Jessup to that. Gary Payton is still on the roster, but I don't expect him to be because he's the 16th contract and he's non-guaranteed. They're working out guys continually because their backup point guard situation. It's Steph, and then it's... It's Jordan Poole, and then it's a two-way guy in Chiozza. Like, there's not much there. So they probably need to bring in a uh, another point guard on this squad um, because they just don't have anyone. That's, you know, obviously, Draymond works at point guards sometimes, but there are no point guard-sized point guards that are currently on this, um, on this team. And guys, that will do it. That is literally the end of the season previews. 60 episodes down. Go back and check them all out if you want to hear local insights or my sleepers and, and busts and that sort of stuff dealing with individual teams. That's it. They're done. We are firing into sleepers, bus shows now across leagues. We're doing mock drafts. We're doing ADP battles. We've got something cooking tomorrow. It's going to be a fun little show tomorrow. Um, so much stuff going on. So the best way to make sure you don't miss out on any of that is to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you're on YouTube, more importantly, give it a thumbs up, leave a comment down below, tell your friends, share it around. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.